0: Oh, hello again, everybody. Boy, it's it's just that quick. You you can be just sitting here reading, and the next thing you know, you're doing a little presentation. Hello again, friends. Tim, it's great to be back with you. Dan, it is wonderful to be back, especially now that we are in Jupiter, Florida, for the Hot Stove Show, which is morphing into the spring training show with uh, Dan McLaughlin and myself, presented by Mattress Direct Live from Jupiter, Florida.
1: Hello, friends. It's great to be back uh baseball is here we got a great day weather-wise uh pitchers, 80 plus degrees yeah it's hot today pitchers and catchers officially reported um no hang-ups players are here most of the players position players are here um, we were talking before we started the program i guess the only ones i didn't see um and they don't have to report i guess for another couple of days I have not seen Dexter Fowler. Right. I've not seen Jed Jerko. And usually, historically, those guys um, come in usually a day or two before the official report day for position players. But in terms of pitchers and catchers, everybody is here. Everybody's healthy. No hangups. And uh, camp is off to a good start. So looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to it as well. This camp is a uh, is different than than years
0: past. And Uh, and Mike Schilt, I think, is one of the factors in that. I was talking about that with Paul DeYoung just a couple hours ago, as a matter of fact, and he was saying um, that there's just a different energy is the way he would describe it uh, to this camp versus previous camps. What is your sense on the way that Schilt will attempt to run
1: this camp versus uh, previous years? Well, for me, I mean, I've known Mike for a long time, and he's a bright guy. Um, He has run before a camp that has had just minor leaguers. And I go back to the point that he made a long time ago when he was running the entire minor league camp. And he went to Tony La Russa, Joe Pettini, Dave Duncan. He walked into that camp that had them running the major league camp. And he said to Tony and those guys, um, <laughs> he said, I'll just get out of the way. What do I need to do? And they, those guys said to him, Well, you know, we want to help you uh, in any way we can. So, um, you know, we're here to help. And basically what happened was um, he saw how a camp is run from their perspective and then had the entire minor league camp that he ran. So he's been around for so long that, and he's been thinking about this for so many months, you know, what do I need to do? What, how do I run a camp? Um, what do I want to get out of it? What are the themes of every single day? Um, do I have a championship theme? Do I have, what is it like to close out of, of the be standing on the mound theme? What's it like to catch the final out theme? All those things. Um, and he's going to have a theme for every day and a guest speaker. And, um, let's worry about double plays. Let's get back to fundamentals. Let's get back to base running. He's got those different things, <coughs> excuse me, um, that he wants to, Uh, I think, in part, every single day. But I I can tell you one of the things that he wants to work on very, very hard on is getting back to the quote-unquote Cardinal baseball way, which is fundamentals and base running. And I know that's a point of emphasis in this camp, Um, and I think it's going to start on day one. Mm -hmm. So the things that really fascinate me, Tim, in this camp would be, number one, Dexter Fowler. Number two, Alex Reyes. Talked to Alex today about his health. Um, he said he is ready to go. He's excited about you know how his body feels, where his shoulder's at, where his mind is at, how his daughter's feeling. I mean, all those things. He said, man, I'm I'm just ready to go. I, I feel great. Um, and I think number three would be they have 10 starters potentially yeah. that could go on anybody's roster, including the Cardinals. Um, how does that all fall into place? So how does Mike Schilt manage all those things in this camp? I think it's fascinating. And when you think about the the 10 potential starters, that means that everybody's innings in my time doing the games, everybody's innings starting on the 23rd, which is when we do the first game on television on Fox Sports Midwest. Those are important innings, you know, like some guys, they go out there and it's like, eh, I'm just kind of throwing and just flipping the ball up there and I'm just trying to get loose and it's really not that big a deal. I don't think you can say that about some of these guys. Every single pitch that they throw is important. And um, not to say that other years they're not, you know, but this year those are important under watchful eyes and guys trying to make teams, uh, make this team. So um, those are some of the storylines, I think, early on with this camp. Your questions are always welcome.
0: Triad Bank, viewer chat line, whether you're watching on Twitter, YouTube, or on Facebook, we will see your questions and we will attempt to get through them. Uh, As many as we possibly can. Dan and I will be doing the show two times a week from down here in Jupiter all the way up until the regular season. It's all presented by Mattress Direct. In addition to your questions and our Cardinal Spring Training discussion, Dan and I, courtesy of Mattress Direct, are giving away a trip down here, airfare, hotel at PGA National, and tickets to the Cardinals and Astros on Saturday, March 9th, courtesy of Mattress Direct, and it is is available to register right now just go into any of your mattress direct stores and you can see firsthand how to uh register and here is how you can register first off all you got to do is just go in it's that simple but there are ways to get more entries it's kind of like the uh the draft lottery the more entries the better the chance you can win each entry form represents one entry Um, so if you go and get a pillow sizing at Mattress Direct, any of the St. Louis locations, you get one entry. If you buy a pillow, you get two entries plus one entry per additional pillow purchased. And if you purchase a pillow and mattress, five entries per mattress and pillow purchased. So you got to do that. And then follow Mattress Direct at STL mattress, tweet about your experience, include mattress direct Twitter handle at STL mattress and include hashtag sleep rules. That's hashtag sleep rules. And you will get airfare to palm beach international for you and a guest and three nights stay at pga national and tickets for the cardinals and astros at roger dean stadium on march 9th so that is a nice package go into mattress direct our presenting sponsor stl mattress awesome. how about that pretty nice probably
1: play a little golf with somebody too i would
0: imagine we would yeah, have to do play that. a little
1: golf uh Let's see. Last year, I did a game that Justin Verlander started. He was hitting 98 on the gun. Wow. Yeah. So he was was taking
0: it easy in spring. He was dialing it up a little (laughs) bit. I
1: remember that game. It was Verlander uh, and Mike Myers, who I spoke with today. He hit 99 on the gun. It was over at Palm Beach, uh, the ballpark of the Palm Beach's. Ballpark, ballpark at the Palm Beach. That's exactly, it yeah, what, that's yeah, exactly. what it is. It, it ties in. <laughs> it just rolls off your tongue as a broadcaster. Um, and guys were into it, man. Uh, really? Yeah, they were into it. And Miles Michaelis, I honestly think that was the game that um, turned around his spring training. Somebody hit a rocket the first and it turned into a double play in the first inning. And remember his first couple of starts, he was really shaky last year. And he got yeah, into trouble oh, in the fir- yeah he got into trouble in the first inning and somebody hits a rocket with two runners on one out turns into a double play and he walks off the mound and he just kind of went ah like <laughs> okay I got out of it and he settled down and from that day forward he was a different pitcher um that's also another storyline I'm looking at this spring training. I, for whatever reason, and no one has told me this, although I've read it, I've heard it publicly that both sides want to get an extension. You've heard me talk about sure. it on our shows. That's, um, that was your official prediction. It was. I, I just think it's like a typical Mo Cardinals, and he's the kind of player that wants to get something done. And you see what's happening with free agency. It seems yeah. like in spring training, they, they pick guys that would want to get a deal done. He seems to be the ideal candidate to get an extension done, mm-hmm. um, that's a guy I would think would get a deal done. Uh, that's another storyline for me. Yeah, what the Cardinals wind up doing with Michaelis. The, the
0: question that I've been asking when I've been sitting down with guys, and I know you're sitting down with guys uh, as well, um, is what they think of what's going on with free agency. Yeah. And uh, here we are, pitchers and catchers reporting today, really that's across baseball, uh, and Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are still unsigned. How surprised are you
1: by this? I'm honestly, I'm shocked. I mean, you know, and the more and more we go through leading up to spring training. And as you mentioned, now we're, we're in it. Many teams are reporting or have already reported. I'm shocked. You know, I thought by this time there'd be somebody or one owner or two owners or five owners or 10 owners that say, okay, now I want to jump in. And I knew what my pool was of money to spend. And I'm in, you know, uh, the price dropped and now I'm in. So I'm I'm really surprised, Tim. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm really surprised. I'm shocked. And I was kind of setting
0: the over under is this
1: Friday would be we would see
0: one of them go. But here we are on Tuesday. Every morning I wake up, I drink my coffee. I type Bryce Harper in Twitter. I type Bryce Harper in Google News just to see what the latest is. I don't know if you happen to see this. It means nothing. I'm really surprised by this team. But uh, bet online came out with their team favorites to Land Bryce Harper and it is now one to one. They're the favorite the Giants yeah uh, the Padres you just hear are more, second, and more
1: about it yeah three to
0: one and I just from my stand now if he just wants to live on the west coast, then okay, there's nothing that anybody can do about that. But going into this offseason, I didn't hear about either one of them no. being in the mix for for Harper.
1: Well, it makes some sense with the Giants because the interest had been there, and this is just thinking off the top of my head, the Dodgers had interest, and it was run now, the Dodgers were run by the man that's running the 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 Giants now. So there's a relationship there, yeah. and Boris has had a relationship with that man and that gentleman for a long time and and you know that makes sense and they're kind of in a rebuild mode and you need a star there they got buster posey but you know there's some connections there connect the dots i just saw um, they have so much dead money so to speak they have so yeah. much commitments for
0: dollars that are not necessarily going to produce like you would expect when you're spending 126 million on posey Bumgarner, cueto longoria uh that that's not but the direction it would i would think they would be going
1: i think though when i look at this right now tim and there have been teams that are later to the game of analytics and now it just seems like everybody and now it's not seems they are every team is in the analytics game every team has analytics and how they run their front office and when you look at it um they're looking at a lot of the same things and the data says This, this, and this. And when it says those things, those teams are saying we're not going to spend on certain players to a point of X amount of dollars and X amount of years. And when you have that, it's saying the same thing, I would guess, about Machado and about Harper. Historically, 10-year deals have not been good deals. I mean, you just look at the track record of those guys that have gotten 10-year deals. They have not been good deals. Um, I would think one of the fixes with the the CBA and this is my guess is that they're going to have to put a deadline on free agency. Um, they're going to have to say that by date X we need to have movement and that movement means by pick an arbitrary date of February 1st or January, whatever, that's the deadline of free agency. And then you're going to have to move up the trade deadline in, um, uh, the regular season you maybe have to penalize teams for quote-unquote tanking so you put then put a premium so put a floor yeah put a floor on salaries put a premium on on winning and so that would then encourage you would think spending some of those things now that's a real generalization of what I'm saying but that then would make you you would think teams in would want to spend more money but um yeah, it's it's really surprising what's going on right now. And I, I actually I guess it was in the Wall Street Journal. I was reading um, last night, sitting at dinner and just, you know, scrolling through some of the my favorite writers that I like to read on a, a nightly and a daily basis when I get home. And um and one of them uh, had put out an article about one of the, you know, guys right now that are out there still and it could be a team that you could put together that's just outstanding yeah. of players that are left um, on the free agency market. I mean, it's Craig Kimball, Dallas Keuchel. Uh, um, uh, you know, you, thought, you start thinking about guys like uh, Marwin Gonzalez, I think, was out there. Uh, Josh Harrison yeah, all is all utility player. Too. And then you started thinking about Mike Moustakis at third base. I mean, and obviously Machado and Harper and... I mean, the list goes on and on of these very good players that are out there that just are not getting the dollars that maybe they thought, and maybe teams aren't interested, clearly, at the numbers that they were expected to get. Um, And it's a very, very unique market right now in Major League Baseball. Now, what does it mean for the Cardinals? Time will tell. I think their bench, um, especially from the left side, that's another storyline. Drew Robinson is their left-handed bench guy right now. Great versatility. can play... Literally, any position on the infield, any position in the outfield. Uh, And he's a left-handed batter. But would one of those players that hits from the left side be of interest for the Cardinals? We'll find out. Mm -hmm. So some of those players may fall in their lap. We'll see. So those are things to think about as they go forward.
0: A lot of those questions are what we're seeing right now in the Triad Bank viewer chat line. Triad Bank, the sponsor of our viewer chat here. On the Hot Stove Show with Dan McLaughlin and myself, Triad Bank, located at Clayton and Lindbergh in Frontenac. All St. Louis guys running a bank that is dedicated to St. Louis business, a commercial bank. We know those guys speak very highly of them. It's where our business is set up. It's where we recommend that you set up yours. They're online at triadbanking.com. The bank CEO, Jim Regna, is truly right there in the lobby, and he is accessible. They take a relationship-based, consultative approach to banking. Their clients love the various events they have throughout the year where they can meet and network with other local business owners. If you are starting a business, we recommend Triad Bank online at TriadBanking.com. It's Triad Bank online at TriadBanking.com, the sponsor of our viewer chat line. And here we are. It's the same question we were getting, Dan, uh, back when we started the show in early November. And here we are in mid-February, and it's the same one. I had uh, Rick Hummel on TMA yesterday, and I asked him to give percentages. You know, percentages were so big with Craig Mish and John Carlos Stanton last year. We love percentages. Percentage of chance that we would see Bryce Harper as a Cardinal. Percentage on Manny Machado. He gave 2% to Harper, 1%
1: to Machado. What do you say? Uh, yeah, I'm not saying either one now. Um, the ship has sailed in both departments. I think so. I mean, they. where are you... Um, where are they going to, to play these guys? You know, because uh, right now you'd have to say, um, you know, Paul DeYoung's at, at short. Um, you know, at third base, you're going to have to, you know, you you look at third base, that's a spot that Carpenter's at. Right field, you've got, you know, in, in right field, you're saying, um, you know, that's, that's Fowler, and you're looking at, um, you know, Martinez is a fallback plan. So, I mean, you've got guys that are there. Um, and I think if, if Fowler is the guy that would not be there, um, you know, the fallback guys are there. So that's $48 million wrapped up with him. So, I, I, no, I, I don't think that's direct the direction that they're, they'd be going. I am
0: still, and I don't know what it is, but I am still of the opinion that Harper could – wind up being in St. Louis. I just don't know where he's going to go. Uh, I just, I, the San Francisco thing. I'm just not sold on, but San Francisco was talking about like a three-year kind of, uh, deal. Um, and so maybe he would just play through this collective bargaining agreement and then see where things stand. I don't know. And then, and then perhaps take another bite at it.
1: I don't know. Well, uh, here's my, my thoughts on that is that, Um, if we're seeing that in the collective bargaining agreement that free agency could drop in years, they're not getting any younger. Right. Right. So if your bite of the apple is right now, then that's an issue, right? That could be a problem. Um, but these guys are young, they're mid twenties. So the bite of the apple then becomes 28, 29, 30. They're still young. They're still great. They're still in the prime of their careers. Um, I, I still think, though, we're talking about guys that are very, very good players. Um, does the market change at that point in time? Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think it can. Um, what, are they going to get Stanton-type deals? I think time will tell. But I always go to say this, too, Tim. Um takes one owner, right? takes one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scott Boris is great at, at getting one owner to bite, and it takes one. Now, remember, it took... If memory serves correct, Martinez for Boston last year signed maybe seven to ten days from now last year, and he got a great deal, and and he put up monster numbers for them. So um, it's early in spring training. Clearly, you know this is day one of pitchers and catchers reporting. So um, time will tell. But if we're ten days into spring, then I think if you're the Players Association, man, you're really – I think you'd have to be concerned. Yeah, wonder what's what's going on. John uh, Austin is in the chat, and he is
0: asking in the Triad Bank chat line, uh, why were the Cardinals okay with a long-term Stanton deal but now say they aren't comfortable with those long-term deals? Uh, John asked this question in the questions from the audience podcast that I just recorded a couple hours ago, and I, and I, and I just say this is because I don't want to build things off of – uh, things that are narratives but aren't necessarily 100% accurate, and I'm not chastising John, it's just something that winds up going on in general, not, local to, not exclusive to St. Louis, the Cardinals are not saying that they are not comfortable with long-term deals. Now, they might internally be saying that, but they aren't going on the record. If anything, I think people are thinking the Cardinals are going to do a long-term uh, extension for Paul Goldschmidt, or at least attempt to do that. Uh, but I do see what people are saying regarding, uh, Dan, why were they in on Stanton and then wouldn't be in on um, Bryce Harper. From my standpoint, until we know what actually happens with Harper, specifically Machado to a lesser extent, I can't sit here and pontificate on on the way it's played out because I just don't know what's going to wind up happening and what Harper is going to go for. I think Mazaloc will eventually talk about what the thought process was, assuming they don't get involved in these. Um, but I'm just not sure that that's necessarily... The case. How would you answer that? Why were Which they in on? Why mean? were they? Why were they in on Stanton? Mm-hmm. And then now why last year? And then now why wouldn't? that where well, that thing was a monster, still is a monster. Well, they, they didn't
1: have a Zune at that time, right? Right. So there so was that, a spot. So that's
0: a spot now. Right. Is, is, is it is it that simple? I mean Fowler and Fowler was coming off of a good year in 2017. At that
1: time, uh, you didn't know what you had. Well, with sure. Bader I, at I that think time. yeah, I think definitely. I think Stanton was there, had a spot. Didn't work. Then Ozuna Yelich was there. Uh, Yelich at the time wasn't available. Is I think the understanding that we talked about, even with Jamazelak, flat out said that. Right. And so they went for Ozuna, um, and then I think that's how it played out. So I think that's if you go in chronological order, went after Stanton. uh, Deal parts were in places to make the deal. Uh, they were comfortable with the salary to take it on. Didn't happen. Goes to <clears throat> the Yankees. Then they said, okay, Ozuna, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think we walked this through with Mo at our event, But um, and then it was Yelich, Ozuna, no particular order. Hey, who's available out of the next two? They said, I think Yelich was not available. Okay, we like both. Let's try to work out something with for either one of who's available. Ozuna's there. Okay. Let's work out the deal. Ozuna was available. And then after that Yelich became available and right. the brewers swept in. And so, um, yeah, I can understand now with people looking back on it and say, well, why didn't you go get Yelich?" Well, at the time, I think at the, the, the Marlins were saying he wasn't available and then they refigured things right. and said, now he is. Right. Um, and Marcel, by the way, as you saw for many of the millions of listeners to your morning show, Thank was interviewed you. by Iggy Strode. He was. That and was that a great interview. And really the, And I'll a... tell you what.
0: The fun thing about that interview is for uh, four of the eight seconds of the interview, mm-hmm. the microphone worked.
1: So that was fun. I, well... I uh, was doing work in the back, and but I saw it firsthand that he asked whether or not that was a Lambo, or was it a— Well, he asked him about
0: his Ferrari, and Ferrari. Marcel was kind enough to correct him and point out it was a Lamborghini, even though I had said on the air, hey, look, at, there's somebody driving in in a Lamborghini. Right. But Iggy also—maybe my mic wasn't working at that
1: moment. I saw it at first. I didn't need a microphone because I was within three feet of it. It's it was a great moment. It was a priceless reaction, and Marcel, happy to walk into camp. See everybody, and there's Iggy rolling in with a microphone, <laughs> and he's just looking at him like, "Really? Who is, this is my first day in camp, and yeah, this guy's yeah, coming up to me? Yeah.
0: I mean, 18 years ago, right. Jack Buck walked up to Albert Pujols, and, and 18 years later, Iggy walks up to Marcelo <laughs> Zuna and misidentifies his car and asks him if he's speeding in Jupiter. But he did he say... Did he say yeah that's a lambo bro yeah it's a lambo bro <laughs> that's a lambo bro and then he said oh you're driving a little fast he goes i'm just driving i'm just driving <laughs> and, it, and that wrapped up the interview it was a great exchange if
1: you want to use any of that on scoops with danny mack we, maybe be a great first for... broadcast on the 23rd i could and <laughs> here's, here's a little sound the big storyline one of the great storylines in camp here will be is joe roderick <laughs> is laughing but is marcelo zuna is happy he's healthy uh Arm is getting stronger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We expect big things and big numbers out of him this year. Free agent to be, and by the way, reported early. Yes, he did. And the first interview, one of the great gets <laughs> as people were waiting to get him is Iggy. That's right. That was the one. Iggy. Iggy got him. And he just uh, walked
0: up to him with a wireless mic. It was like and... it was like Elliot Davis, you paid for it. I mean, he walked up <laughs> and Marcellus is like, What is this? But
1: that's but that's exactly what it was, and, and... it was such a treat. Um, and good luck to Marcel this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a base hit to left. <laughs> Heads up. Heads up, everybody. Yeah. Uh, John Edwards is in the uh,
0: Triad Bank chat line. I know we're talking about free agents, but what do you think the future is for Yadier? Only two more seasons left on his current deal. Um,
1: you know where I stand on that. that. That you never know when he's done playing and he'll let you know and it could just be forever. Yeah, essentially. I mean, and this is no like... Disrespect to Yachty. I mean, I this is I pay him the ultimate compliment when I say this. Um seeing is believing. I mean, I, I think if he's healthy um in two years and he wants to continue to play, I think the club would find it and he's still productive. I think the club would say, look, if you want to play and you're still productive and you you it's in your heart to continue to play, and he says, Hey, it's in my heart and I'm still productive. We'll we'll figure out a way to make. And he it brings better. value to the table, Absolutely. even if he weren't. It's kind of like the Wainwright situation this year. His
0: value. Yeah. Isringhausen in 2006, although that was a different situation, he still was. You know, he still had what seven more years where he pitched in the big leagues. Right. But he was hurt, but he counseled those guys in the postseason and played a huge role in in what they did in 2006 in September and in the postseason. And Molina would bring that to the table, just like I think Wainwright will this year if he's not a. a
1: and I also player. say that these there are certain players that. Would not go out there and, number one, um, be a detriment to the club and wouldn't put the club in a bad position to say to them, hey, um, player X, we love you. You're a great player. You have been a great player, but we can't continue to afford to put you out there. I don't think the the player would put the club in that position. I don't think Yachty would do that to the club. I also don't think he would do that to himself, meaning embarrass himself. Right. Um so no, I, I I think if he's healthy and wants to continue to play, I think they'd find a way to do it. So I've always been under the impression, even though it came out and said that, well, this would be, I don't, what was the exact terminology, Tim? Like this would be my last contract right. or I'm signing. My, I've always said I take it with a grain of salt. And he keeps himself to his credit and in great. He looks really good. He always comes in in great shape. Yeah. I actually I know a friend down here that works out at the same gym.
0: I wonder if it's the same guy because I got a text today. Molina was there. Yeah. And then he pulls out and I'm like, I guess he's leaving. They don't have an official workout. And (laughs) they're like, hey, Molina just rolled into the gym. And I know which gym it is. I guess you know which gym it is too. It's off Donald Ross right by the ballpark. Well, I'm not going to say where it is. Well, I mean, well, for, for St. Louis, and, if you want to head out. But either way, I'm like, anyway, well, so, so he's 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 going to like a bigger gym so he can work out. Not like the Cardinals gym here is a bad gym. It's just he wants to use more. He equipment.
1: just he just says he goes, man, this guy comes in and he is focused. Yeah. And he said he gets after it. Yeah. And he said he's in great shape. And and to his credit, I mean, look, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, look how many innings. Look how the wear and tear, and I mean, it sounds cliche, but the hot summer months in St. Louis, yeah. and he still puts up numbers, yeah. and he does it, and it's the most demanding position in the sport, and he does it day in and day out. So I, I give him all the respect and credit in the world. It's incredible what he does. I thought uh, this was a an
0: enlightening comment, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up and get ready for our next program on Thursday, but I had Jack Flaherty on the show today, and I was asking him... How was Jack? Good guy. I mean, he's really... If, for for 23, yeah, he's just he's he's wise bond his years and has a presence about him that you don't usually see at 23 in the big leagues for, what, a year and a half?
1: A month or two? I don't know time? Jack very well, and that's one of my personal goals this year. To get to know, because he, yes. he might be
0: a Cy Young guy here in the next year or two.
1: Well, I always think, um, from my perspective as broadcaster, I really do try to get to know players better as they go along. Um that's my job, right, is to tell more of the story about, about the player and personally, personality, family, you know, just what they do in their, in their private life is their that, – that's off limits for me. That's their deal. But I do think in selling the game, the Cardinals and tickets, let's let the fan get a little peek behind the curtain of who right. these people are. Um, and so I want to know more about him because I think he's intriguing um and i don't know if you saw the interview he's sitting on a couch it was on social media i I think christine lee we were talking about
0: that in the interview so she's uh based out of la now for that fox sports show and he was on there as an la guy
1: i thought it was great and i was sitting down with dominic leone today and we were talking i said hey did you see this with him he's like no and uh i said you know do you know much about jack he's like i got a little bit dominic by the way great dude oh yeah you probably don't know that don't know him Got to get him on? Got to get him on. Is that right? Great dude. Uh, I think broadcasting may be in his future really? kind of guy.
0: All right, Joe. Roderick, uh, we got to get the Dominic on now. And
1: tell him that Dan... Dan officially vouched for him. Dan I, <laughs> said, get him on. Uh, he's great dude. Yeah, all right. Really cool. good guy. Um, and fun guy. And just, you know... Anyway, and we were just talking a little bit, and, um, and I showed him the clip mm-hmm. about his... His mother not liking Matt Carpenter because not that one. Oh, okay. About his mother and um, adopting ah. Jack, and um, he's like, man, he goes, wow, he goes, I, I got to know more about that. And you know, this is his teammate. He goes, you know, we got to we got to get to know more about him, and we're gonna try to get him open up a little bit more. This is something along those lines. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but anyway, that's a guy because he's gonna be around for a while, yes. barring injury. He's got physical skills that are he's good mm-hmm. um and he's bright and you can see that between the white lines so anyway that's a personal goal of yeah. mine to try to get him you know, let's let's find out a little bit more about jack flaherty
0: my i mean it was a whatever 15 minute interview but my takeaway from I'm that i'm curious is,
1: what yeah what was it he is
0: there's he has a presence
1: that's, good way to put it that's, that's the, the way i would describe too.
0: it exactly right yeah. he has a presence and that's the thing Usually guys kind of stay in their lane, so to speak, at 23, even though he clearly has talent. You know, we were joking with Jordan Hicks about the fact that he came rolling in in one of the big trucks. And, you know, usually you notice his guys like Molina now parks in a certain spot. Whereas 15 years ago, he certainly wouldn't have been doing that if guys get closer and closer. Flaherty at 23, not like he's going out of his way to flash or anything like that. You can just tell he's a sharp guy. He's vocal and candid on social media, but not like a dig me type of thing. Somebody tweeted, I can't, he said, I thought it was Evan Lagor. Oh, he said it was Arrieta. I said, guys with two, three years of service time, pay attention to what's going on in free agency right now. And he said, oh, I saw it. "Yeah." Yeah. And he said, don't think we're not. We're watching it very closely. He's just a sharp guy. Plus he's talented. And so my sense is he could wind up being a real presence not just with the Cardinals, but in Major League
1: Baseball. He's a guy to keep an eye on. Well, and I'm going to ask Adam about this, too. You know, it went from, and I find this incredibly interesting, and I don't know if you do, too, but it's gone from, in a way, um, Roger Clemens, David Wells, Pat Henkin, Chris Carpenter, Adam Wainwright... Now to pute- think about that, yeah. you know, and I know you're, you're like, wait a minute, Roger Clement. Well, Chris Carpenter and Roy Halliday were under those right. guys, and you know, Carpenter comes here. So you're talking about a little
0: family tree of sorts. Yeah, and
1: Izzy was helping out yeah. Adam Wainwright. Now Adam Wainwright has helped out a lot of guys, and it's all kind of gone to, at, you know, yeah. to to yeah. I, you see, know, what Wainwright. I see what you're saying. Now it's kind of you know bleeding into Wainwright to Flaherty, and you know there's a lot to be said for that of how guys act to become big leaguers. And they, you know, they talk a lot about service time and all those things and earning your stripes, so to speak, um, with years of service, but also just learning how to be a pro. And I know we talk a lot about that and I get it. Fans care about wins and losses and what happens between, you know, turn on the game on Fox sports, Midwest and, you know, you you pull up and at 6.30, you're watching the pregame and, you know, 10.45, you're done. You go to bed, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, but there's a lot to be said about being a pro, um, getting involved in the community, being a good guy, you know, trying to do the right things. And look, I get it. Wins, losses, trying to get championships, all those things. But there is a lot to be said about doing the right thing off the field, on the field, being a pro, representing things and doing trying to do things the right way. And those guys did things the right way Mm -hmm. and being a pro between the white lines means, you know, and I was talking with Jason Shreve today, um, he was talking about trying to learn, um, an effective pitch against lefties. And he said, I'm really going to work on a slider here in spring training. And one of the things that he mentioned was, and this means being a pro, but you talk to other guys, you know, grips how you doing it, release point, you know, and you pick up on those things. Some guys, they're not giving away, you know, family secrets, right? Because right? other guys are trying to take their jobs. Sure. right. But Adam Wainwright's the kind of guy that was like last year when he was hurt, and I think I told you about this on a show, you know, when he was coming back last, last year, he was calling his teammates, guys that maybe taking his roster spot, young players, and texting them and saying, hey, I'm, I'm spotting something with you. Or I know your start's coming up and I'm I'm telling you with this guy in the lineup, think about this. This guy in the lineup, this, this guy here. Or I'm seeing this with you. You gotta you know, that's a pro. Right. That's a guy that gets it. And you know, those are the kind of things that a Jack Flaherty will learn and appreciate and as he goes along. He's the next guy in line. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I think there's something
0: to be said for that. I really do. I, and you look at some of the, the guys on this roster. I mean, obviously, a lot of them have been around. But there is an intensity to a number of these players and a competitiveness to yeah. it uh, that I think, you know, and I realize it, it can be a case of, oh, guys just want to get out of the cold weather. But the fact that so many of the position players are here already and have been here, since, like, Friday, the entire infield was yeah. able to do infield practice together. I think, I think that's a positive. Now, it has to translate, like you said, Dan, to wins and losses, but still uh, super impressive. Well, that'll wrap up our first hot stove show from spring training. Design Air, the sponsor of our studios online at designairservice.com. Seth Goldcamp and his family, they have been doing it. For generations we're talking about 1904 is when they started it up they are the sponsor of our studios here from jupiter florida where we will be doing two shows a week all the way through the end of spring training we thank seth and we recommend him and his family and their business to you at designairservice.com it's design air heating and cooling and of course friendly reminder you can check it out on our page at the hot stove show on facebook or on twitter that you can win a trip for you and a guest down to spring training March 7th through the 10th, staying at PGA National, your round-trip airfare taken care of, and your hotel at PGA National. Cardinals and Astros on Saturday, March 9th. Just follow the contest rules at Mattress Direct, the presenting sponsor of the Hot Stove Show. Dan, looking forward to doing this throughout the spring training, seeing what winds up developing, sir, and also all of the interviews that you're going to have up on scoops with Danny Mac, man, you get some good stuff from those guys on there, and I look forward to listening to those in podcasting.
1: Looking forward to it, too. Uh, I saw you had—I'm uh, looking forward to listening to your interview with David Eckstein. So yeah. that was down here at Fantasy Camp, right?
0: That's right. David Eckstein was a manager of a club, didn't play. Reason said he didn't play, even though he's only 43 and in didn't great play. shape. He wanted to manage And I said, you know, you probably could play better than almost— oh. Everybody out here, I don't know who the exception would be. I think that's probably right. Yeah. And he said, yeah, but you guys would expect me to do what I did like 10 years ago. And he goes, I probably can't Very do that anymore. Guy, he? And he goes, so I would have worked out for like three months to get in shape for this <laughs> thing. And I'm like, I'm quite confident you could walk out there right now and hit whatever 50-mile-an-hour straight pitch out of the ballpark if you needed to. But that's yeah. David Eckstein. Uh, he had Ray Lankford as his, uh, as his teammate on that squad. Did so.
1: you have fun, by the way?
0: It was so much fun.
1: Kind like, of bucket list thing.
0: It, I, I had no idea yeah. that it was, and now yeah. that I've done it, now I'm kind of like, I've got to do that again. Didn't yeah. get injured, and I was running that's hard. Key. The yeah. only thing I brought to the table was speed, and I want to use that loosely. It's in comparison to the guys who are in their 50s right. and 60s.
1: Means that you actually made it from home to first. That's correct. To the next back. That's bag. correct. Yeah.
0: That's correct. But yeah. Ryan
1: Franklin was asked
0: what my tools were, and he goes, I guess he's got speed, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you. It's fun. That is fun. fun. But it was awesome. For real. If you can do that, man, I would come down here and do that in a heartbeat every January. They do a great job. Joe Pfeiffer and his staff, and Rick Horton and Scott yeah. Terry. And it's there's fun. so many people. I'm just naming those three. And it rained for like two days. So that yeah. the improv they had to do with the schedule, it was so well done. It really was. You were 100% awesome. right. That, that was awesome. Was awesome. We will see you guys again on Thursday. You can always podcast this on Scoops with Danny Mack or on the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network and watch it on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube anytime you would like it's spring training coverage from Jupiter, Florida presented by mattress direct on the hot stove show.